0: have for us, I pray, will be a blessing. It's, We're just going to continue on with what Brother Jim was bringing. I know he sat over and watched me smile the whole time because uh, a lot of my points has to deal with the same the same issues that he dealt with himself. And you know, in this world in which we live, I, I'll be honest with you, the Christian the Christian has a foe out there, Boaz, I'm telling you. We see people on every hand that stands against God's people. You know, one thing for sure, God's people are not perfect, but I'll tell you this right now, we're blessed. We have the power of Almighty behind us. And that's one thing we need to understand. You know, a lot of times I think men try to put too much stock in man where the Bible tells us not to, uh, not to put our trust in princes but to trust in the Almighty, Amen. Now we stand together as brothers and as sisters, as a as a as a group of believers. We stand together with each other in unity. I pray that that will always show forth. But one thing that we need to always remember: our trust ought to stand alone in the in the mighty Father, Amen we pray that God will direct our minds today. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Mark in chapter 9. Mark in chapter 9. And as we're looking at this scripture, you'll, re- you'll realize real quick uh, what, you know, and this is, again, you want to watch the Holy Spirit work in a church, you come and watch God work. I'll tell you, I, I sure, I'm sure, I'm always just thrilled at how God how he moves upon the minds of men of like mind, and I'm thankful for that because it just shows that the Holy Spirit is involved in this place in a great degree. Brother Jim talked a great deal this morning about our fortress, and again I say there's times in our lives where we may feel bewildered, we may feel like we're under we're under the pressure all the time, and We feel like there's always somebody out to get us. The enemy is always lurking around the next corner. In most cases, it is that way. But I'll tell you, as we're going to look today, and we're going to continue with what Brother Jim said, our first point has to deal with 1 Samuel 17 and David and Goliath. And then we're going to move on to other great men of God. Gideon is another one. And I, I just pray that the Lord will cause us to just stop and consider because listen, I, I guarantee you today that this message and the, and the adult Sunday school class is for us today. It's for those who have gathered here in this house to worship. And there's a reason why that God has uh, these, these kind of thoughts brought to us in, in unison, in harmony The Bible says in Mark chapter 9, verse 23 and 24, And Jesus saith unto him, If thou canst believe, if you can just believe, just believe. You know, there's times in our lives when I'm ready to tell you that doubt and fear overtake us. There's times in our lives when the devil and his crowd seems to pressure us and corner us. But if thou can't just believe, just believe. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. That's where we've got to come to today. We that are saved by the grace of God have an understanding and have a, have a blessed privilege of the Holy Spirit. He helps us and guides us. I want you to know it takes a great deal of faith, even in the Christian's life, to overcome and be overcomers, to be that individual who puts trust and stock in God and Him and Him alone, because men will fail you, but God never will. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow in Your presence again We do thank You so much for this day which You've given us. Thank You, dear God, for Brother Jim's lesson in the mighty fortress. Lord, I pray that as we deal with this message today, Father, number one, You would bless. You would lift up the fallen. Lord, that You would help those that are in need, even in this house today, to realize that all things are possible to him that believeth. Lord, I pray that you will guide our minds and our hearts. Lord, touch my tongue, touch my lips, touch my voice. Lord, move upon my mind that which would bring honor and glory to your name. Help us today, dear God. I pray that you will lift up the fallen. Lord, that you would cause us to rejoice in your great salvation. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to know that you're always by our side. You say you'll never leave us and you'll never forsake us. Father, I pray once again that you lift us up this morning. Empower thy child, Lord, to be an overcomer. And bless us in all things. Lord, forgive us our sin. In Jesus Christ's name, and amen. Again, we do want to welcome our radio audience. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. That's just a side of Greenham County, out of Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either end of Laurel Road giving you directions to the meeting house of God's people known as Emmanuel. And I'm thankful that you've taken time today to tune in to WGOH your portion of God's Word. And again, I, I, I'll have to bring back to our thoughts everything that Brother Jim just brought out in a very, very great way. Listen, folks, you need to know and understand that there is an enemy out there. And I know that you that have been saved very long at all know without a shadow of a doubt that there's enemies. There's enemies of God's people. There's enemies of the Lord out there. We need to be able to know and understand where our fortress is. Now, as we look at this, and I go back and I think about the things that we've already discussed. You know, in this life, the Bible declares that the righteous shall see, and they will know, tribulation and strife in this world. We often go through this life wondering, Why me, Lord? Why me? But we're also promised in God's Word that He'll never leave us and He'll never forsake us and we'll never face adversity alone. He will always be by our side or He will carry us through or over every obstacle that we face. I said in my study, it seems like all week in the, I just kept praying and, and searching, Lord, what will you have me to bring? And I, I would go through and I, I studied the life of David. And uh, one day I studied the life of Gideon. Another day I, I, as I prayed, I, I said, Lord, I, I need something. And he brought to my remembrance the Shunammite woman whose son had died. And then He brought to me another day. Matter of fact, it was last night late as I lay in bed and I said, Lord, I haven't anything. I haven't nothing. And after all this study throughout all the week, God opened my eyes and said, I've given you everything that you need this week. I've given you all that the people could. All that they can really take in and need, and I begin to think about that as as all those thoughts started coming back to my mind. They kept flooding over, and I, and I was awake all night. I think I, I I think I got one hour of sleep last night, and there's a lot of things going on in my mind, and and I was I was laying there in bed as I, I thought about all the things that I had read, and, and Brother Jim, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'm just blessed. I thank God for your lesson, because that lesson just reassures to me what God has given. And I know that the Holy Spirit is in it. And I said, and I, I, I got up this morning early, and, and before before the sunrise, and And I remember as I sat in my study and I began to, I had this little outline, just a little old yellow pad, you know how you're, them little sticky notes. And on it I had four little points. And I had the heading of the scripture. And that's all I had. And God began to start talking. God began to start working on my heart about different things that, that I need to speak on, so I begin to write this down, and and I begin to consider some some of the things that God had laid on my heart. And I want us today to consider a few of God's people as they face different obstacles in their lives, and perhaps you can see even your own trials being dealt with by God, even through these scriptures. And I begin with David, and and David. David was a great giant slayer, and you know, without a shadow of a doubt, each and every one of us have giants in our lives, don't we? There's giants in our lives, and sometimes they they are a formidable foe as you look upon them, and and you think about you think about the giant Goliath. And the Bible speaks about it. Let's go back here for just a moment in 1 Samuel chapter seventeen, and and notice what it says here i want you to think about this man and i want you to i want you to think about david as as brother jim told us this morning david was nothing but as a matter of fact he was what would be known as a little runt boy he was just a small boy a small shepherd boy and and as we look at this we're going to see that sometimes Sometimes in life we look at ourselves just like that, just small, neat, and insignificant. We look at ourselves as a as someone who has who has nothing to offer, or or someone who whose uh, the powers of darkness seems to always overwhelm us. But in this, the Bible speaks about this Goliath in verse 4 of, of 1 Samuel of chapter 17. The Bible says here in verse 4, "...and there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubics in a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was five thousand shackles of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders." And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear had, had weighed 600 shekels of iron. And one bearing a shield went before him. You know, as I stop and I consider this great giant, and I think about this as this little, this little shepherd boy, as he stood before him, there was a great difference in, in, in stature here. There was a great difference. And I look sometimes at us and I think about the giants in my life and in your life. We face those giants that, that as we look at it, we, we begin to consider, my goodness, there's no way. We begin to think there's no possible way. We look at, well, let's just take finances for, for example. Brother, brother Collins mentioned the other night that in you know finances is one of the one of the greatest troubles in a in a marital situation. Finances could be that thing that breaks a marriage. And as you look at it, you, you may look at your your uh, your your owe and your net worth, and you're thinking this is just not going to meet. There's no possible way. You know, we look at those things that, that cause us a great deal of grief. And we think about how how as David became this great giant slayer, and I begin to think about this morning as as I sat in my study at my desk and I began to write this message out. Take it out of my mind and place it upon paper. Begin to think about what Brother Collins said, how that sometimes a couple has to deal through a great deal of stress and grief and heartache. Maybe finances is your giant. Maybe you feel like you're overwhelmed and, and all of a sudden the creditors are all beginning to come in upon you and they're, and they're about to overtake everything that makes your life happy. That's a lot of times when the problems come in between husband and wife. That giant begins to whittle away at your love for each other. Begins to whittle away at your faith. Begins to whittle away at your trust in God. Your trust in each other. And that giant begins to to look at you as if there's no chance you can overcome me. Folks, I want you to know something with God. God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. We we look at uh, we may we may have this issue of uh, a trust in other other uh, of mankind, and and I know there's a great deal of people has uh, uh, miss it and these these trust issues. Some people have seen a lot. You take me for instance. I'm I'm kind of naive on some of these things, and. And it seems like, you know, maybe, maybe I get myself in trouble by being too trustful. When there's other people that have been around, have seen a lot more, have done a lot more. They have a problem with trusting people. And I understand that and I, I can see where they're coming from. But, you know, as we, as we look at our Savior, we look at our God, we look at our fortress. We have to know that sometimes we can't fight all the battles. Sometimes we can't stand there all alone. We have to have God on our side. Samuel, as he, as, as, he, as this is being written down here, speaks of David as he stood against Goliath, this great giant, this great formidable foe. And by all rights... This giant should have been able to take care of David in just a a whisper. Just the breath of this giant should have been able to take care of David by all rights uh, as you look at us as human beings. But with God all things are possible with God there is the ability uh, uh, for, for His children to stand against the, the troubles and trials and tribulations that are going to come before us. I read verses 1 down through verse 11 of this and, and, and the Bible speaks about the fact that, that as Israel looked upon this great Philistine, they were filled with dismay and greatly afraid. But you drop on down to where it says in verse 29, and as David looked out and and as he answered the people, he said, is there not a cause? Folks, I want you to know something. Is there not a cause? You're in one of the greatest churches I believe that there ever was. And I truly believe that about this church. I thank God for this church. Is there not a cause? You know, we, we, uh, we, we have all these revival meetings. We have, we have these vacation Bible schools. It's like another revival meeting. And, and we have fellowship meetings. And, and you do it because there is a cause. We're to do it to bring God glory. You know, David, as he stood before this great giant of a man, was looking at a great problem. He had a great he had a great problem standing before him, and yet he knew he knew in his heart that God was able. That's the reason why he said, "Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Listen, is there not a cause for God's people today to be faithful, to be to be sturdy, steadfast?" Look at these 24 children that were up here. Not all the children were here. Think about that. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause for God's children to be faithful and to be abundantly prudent in their exercise of faith? Is there not a cause? Listen, I don't know what your giant is today, but don't quit on God. I don't know what your giant is today, but don't give up on God and, and and his faithfulness toward us. Your giant may be men. You might have put too much trust in princes. Listen, trust God and He'll lead you in the right direction. Trust God and He'll give you the right way. And He'll, He'll be that deliverer for you. Verses 23 down through 51. At first Samuel seventeen, David as he came against this great this great foe. You know what he said? Goliath looked at him and said, Am I a dog? Am I a dog that you you little runt would come unto me? Am I a dog? You know, sometimes we may look at our foes and our enemies as if they're nothing when we're around other people, but we know deep down it's disturbing, isn't it? Deep down it's a disturbing fact that, that listen, you're, you're, you're tore up inside. Maybe your faith has been, been whittled at, and maybe your faith has been knifed and, and cut down. But know that God is able. Know that God is still on the side of His children. Know that God is still there. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? You know, as I, I, I'm thankful for our church family. I, I thank God that Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, whenever we're having uh, special services, God's people are gathered in the house. You know why? Because they know who is able. You don't give up on God. You don't quit on God. You just keep on keeping on. And, and you know and understand that, listen, that God is able to deliver all your anxieties and all your fears. That great giant, I don't know what your giant is, but listen, there's giants or that every last one of us has got a giant to face in our lives. I don't know what your giant is, but I know that God is able, amen? I know that God is powerful. I know that He's able to deliver you. We've got that promise from the Almighty Himself. As we can see from our text today, David faced an enemy which was mighty. What is the giant that you face today? Perhaps your greatest giant, again, is that of finances. Maybe, maybe your greatest giant today is, is something that's going on at work or, or whatever it is. Maybe you've got somebody out there in the world that's doing their best to destroy you. That happens. They've got these things now, if I ain't mistaken, somebody told me that they've got things now that, that they can put on the internet to to destroy your life. I don't know much about the internet. I don't know much about anything. Probably just enough to get you in trouble. But this one thing I do know that God is able; He can put a stop to all that. There's people out there today that 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 are doing their dead level best to try to destroy the Christian. They're trying to say that the Christian is a bigot, or or he is the one who is who is bringing about these social injustices. No. It isn't, folks. God's people are not like that. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people listening out there and they're hearing the loudest voice. You know who the loudest voice usually is? It's those that are against God's children. Stand up, amen. Stand up, child of God. Know that God is on your side. Know that you have a voice. Stand up. Be something. Bible says, quit ye like men. In other words, let's be strong because He is able to deliver us. David, as he looked at this great giant, and this giant began to, to run his mouth against him again. What did David do? The Bible says that David ran toward him full force. He was going after him. He was going after him. Folks, I want you to know something. God's people, we need not run and retreat when trouble comes. We need to face it with God. Amen. We need to look at those troubles and those trials in our lives and we need to say under God's power and authority, listen, that's where I'm standing today, under God's power and authority. God is able. Perhaps today your giant is hidden sin that seems to always rear its ugly self. When you're at your weakest point. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Each one of us have that one little thing that we'd rather not anybody know about. That sin of a wicked thought. That sin of of hatred. That sin of uh, emulation. That sin of envy. That sin of covetousness. You know when it hits you the hardest? When you're at your weakest point. David looked like a young man that was truly at his weakest point when he stood against Goliath. Here was this little scrawny kid, this little 17- or 18-year-old boy who was going out over his great master of war. You would think that David would have been scared to death, But you knew what? David knew who was on his side. Amen. David knew who was in charge just like we do today, listen, that sin that does so easily beset you that, that Paul talked to Timothy about, we need to, we need to be careful. There are sins that easily besets us, in other words, gets us off track, weighs us down. Listen, face it with God. I don't know what your giant is, but listen, know this, that God is able to deliver you from it. A lot of times, you know, you know, I've known people that were that were alcoholics, or, or whatever the case may be, and I, I've talked to men who were who were just completely, completely overwhelmed with alcoholism. And it has you. And I mean, that's nothing. It's nothing to joke about. There's nothing to even brush off because it's a serious thing. If a man gets it in his mind to quit and he's an alcoholic and he just quits, you know what happened? happen? He'll probably kill him. You know, the, the, they teach you that you've got to come down off of that stuff and you, just like with the drugs and everything else, you got you got to be careful with it. But I'll tell you this, God is able, God is able to take that away from you. God is able to deliver you from that giant that's causing you so much anguish and so much pain. God is able to deliver you out of that. I knew a man once that was a full-blown alcoholic and and, and it was very close to me and I was very close to him and, and the Lord got a hold of him and the Lord changed his life and the Lord directed and, and got, got him in a position to where he could finally... He could finally get over this. But you know how he done it? He didn't do it by himself. He did it with God's help. God slayed his giant. Amen. God got a hold of his giant and took care of him. Listen, with God you can conquer your giant. In 1 Samuel 17 and 37, again, here the Bible says, David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. <clears throat> Folks, I don't know again what your giant is, but I say this, you can win on the with the Lord on your side. You can overcome as long as the Lord's by your side. Your giant can meet the same end as did David's giant. This day David claimed the Lord would deliver thee into my hand. David recognized that the giant has a has a great foe or, or that that as a giant he is a great foe. And he turned him over to a greater defender. And David was granted the victory over Goliath. In Second Chronicles, in chapter twenty, verses twelve through eighteen, as 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 the people of God were standing against this great army, I mean Jehoshaphat and all of them. I mean they were scared to death. You know, I don't know. There's been some things come in my life that scared me. There's times in my life that I've been afraid. There's things that have come up in my life that got my attention. You know, the devil is a formidable foe, folks. He can bring about a discouraging thing to you. He can cause you to quit on God. He can cause you to quit quit on the Word of God. He can cause you to quit praying. He can cause you to do all those things that you once were strong in. God is there though. You know, there's times in my life that I've thought, my goodness, what have I done now? I've been in a position to where I thought, woe is me because I am not just undone but I'm wicked before my God. You ever get in a place, in a position where you thought had it not been for God's grace and mercy, He would have snuffed you out? I've been there. I had a giant to just about overtake me. And listen, I was in a position where if I hadn't been for God's grace and His mercy, He would have snuffed me out. My wife would have been without a husband and my daughter and my son would have been without a dad. But God was able, amen. Regardless of the foe, God is able. With God, all things are possible. I go back to Mark in chapter 10 and I opened up with Mark chapter 9, but I want to look at this in Mark chapter 10 as well. And here the Bible has something for you. In verse 27, the Bible says, And when Jesus looking upon them saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Folks, I don't know who your giant is, but listen, leave him to God. I don't know what your giant is, but leave it to God. And he'll help you conquer it. Now secondly, and I forgot to tell you the title of my message, is just simply with God. Two words, with God. With God we see Gideon become a brave warrior. You know in the book of Judges in chapter 7, Gideon is, Gideon is coming up against a foe and Gideon has a great army with him. You know what God began to do? God began to whittle out that army little by little. God began to take care of that army and, and push aside all those that He didn't want. And, and He left Gideon with just a small force. You know what? Gideon didn't look around and said, Shoot, this ain't enough. I'm gone. Gideon didn't look around and said, Hey, we're going to be beat. We don't have enough. I'm leaving this place. No, it ain't what he done, is it? Gideon was a, a, a great warrior who trusted in his God. And the Bible speaks about the fact that God gave Gideon the victory. With just those few men out of thousands that was there, God defeated the enemy. Think about it for just a moment. What great foe do you face today? You may think that the battle is too much. You may think that the battle is too great. You may think that you're not able, but you you may not be able, but God is. God is able. Sometimes we think of our resources are too little. Sometimes we think we're too small. Sometimes we think we're too insignificant, not adequate enough. But with God, all things are possible. Little is much when God is in it. Gideon faced an enemy with with very few men, but listen, God granted him the victory. Sometimes people in a small church think, well, we're too little to do this or that. We're too small. But with God, all things are possible. You know, I think about the work that this church does, and you know, there was a time when a church like this, this size, would have been considered a small church. Today, it's a, it's a larger church in most areas. And that's sad. But, it, but I'm just saying, you know, for the sake of numbers, listen. A lot of times people think that people like us are just too insignificant. We don't have much to offer little country bunkings. But We're God's people, amen? We're God's people. You may look at yourself as insignificant. You may look at yourself as a person who has very little offer. But listen, God is able to bless whatever you have to offer. I look at these young couples with all these children. I look at our young Christians, and I think about—I think about what all you do have to offer. You may think you don't have much. You may look—you may look at me and say, "Well, preacher, I I can't talk. (laughs) I used to say it. Be careful what you say." You might be called to preach. (laughs) I get tickled sometimes. I think about I think about our young men and what all they do have to offer. You have so much to offer. I think about our young our young wives as you're bringing up these children. You're doing it right. You're doing it in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. You're doing it in the house of God. Folks, you'll never go wrong. I don't care what they say out there in the world. You're not hurting your children by bringing them up in church. The world will tell you, listen, let them them go until they can make up their own mind. That's what the world tells you. I've been told that before. Preacher, I'm not going to send my children to church. I'm going to let them grow up and then let them make their minds up. Yeah? And you see where they're at today. Mm. You can see how things can change. And what it would have been like had they stayed in church. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Well, I'm looking at results of people who stayed in church. I'm looking at results of people who kept their children in the house of God and now they are deacons in the church. One day we may have preachers coming out of this church being called of God. And listen, know that it was because somebody else took a stand and relied upon what God said and not man. God is able. Gideon, as he looked around You can think about how how God used him in a great and mighty way. Listen, God can use you in a great and mighty way too. He's able. Let me tell you something if He can use me as a preacher, He can use anybody. A stutterer, something awful in my day, early days. I couldn't talk right i get in front of people, i get nervous and I'd get, uh, I'd get all tore up and flustered and my face would turn red and my ears would get blood red and their little ears anyhow. That's what they used to call me over work a lot, little ears. But I never was accused of being long-winded or had a big mouth, but God's able. <laughs> God is able to do anything with you as long as you're willing to be faithful. As long as you're willing to be available to God, God can use you. You see, that's where a lot of things come into to difference at. People being a, a, available to God. Being useful. God will use you. But I want to go to this third point. And I want you to think about this. I want you to think with God, we see a woman of faith. We see this Shunammite woman in Second Kings in chapter 4. If you remember the story of the Shunammite woman, she was a woman who had no children, but then after she prayed, and, and, and the man of God prayed over her, and she had a child, a little boy. And there in Second Kings in chapter 4, the Bible says that that little boy had taken a bad fall. He had hurt his head. Little boy, listen. I want you to think about this. This was this woman's. This was this woman's only little child. The man of God sent and asked her if everything was okay. Can you imagine what she said, knowing her son was laying in the bed? Can you imagine what she said as? As, as, the, as the runner come forth, he says, is, "Is it all right? Is all well?" And what was it that she said? The first reply was, "It shall be well." That was her first reply. Regardless of what was going on in her life, regardless of her son's condition, she said, It shall be well. It shall be well. Folks, I don't know about you, but that takes faith. Amen? You know, when you've got an issue going on in life, and you've got maybe you've got a sick little one, maybe you've got something going on in your own physical body right now, And God gives you the strength to say, It shall be well. That takes faith. Because we don't know what we face in life, do we? None of us know what's going on inside these old bodies right now, do we? We don't really understand everything that God knows that's going on in here. But I know in whom I've believed, and I know in whom I've trusted. Folks, I don't know about you, but it shall be well. Because Romans eight twenty eight tells me that. That all things work together for good to them who are called according to His purpose, to them that, that love Him, excuse me, and are called according to His purpose. All things will work out, folks. I don't know what you're going through, but listen, God knows everything that you're going through. With God. With God, we can go through anything. That takes a lot of strength to say. It's easy for a preacher to say right now, isn't it, when there's nothing seemingly going on. Makes you makes me almost scared to say that. It shall be well. It shall be. Your trouble may be overwhelming. Just like this one whose son had died. And she knew that God was able though. You may be looking at the circumstances which nobody else knows. But you know it. You feel it. You understand the outcome and you need the power of God. You need to be able to say it shall be well. Oh my goodness that takes faith. It takes something extra, doesn't it? Especially if you know you've got something going on in your life. Especially if you know that, that maybe one of your children, they need you. You're able to say, It shall be well. It shall be well. Her second reply to Gehazi, to Gehaza, when asked if it was well with her, she said, it is well. She was, she was completely surrendered to the fact that God was able. Folks, I want you to know, don't know what you're going through right now. Even as your pastor, I don't know the intricate ins and outs of your lives. Some of us may have some things that nobody else knows about. God will give you the faith to say it is well. It is well. In Romans in chapter 8, let's go over here for just a moment. The Bible says in verse 26 of Romans 8, likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with the groanings which cannot be uttered. You see, we don't even begin to understand how to pray. But God's Spirit directs His own prayer in our behalf. For he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. So what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You know, I can just imagine, had David had this verse of Scripture, that would have been the first thing he'd have said. God is for me. Who can be against me? As He stood and faced that giant as Gideon looked upon that great army. You can just about imagine that Gideon thought, hmm, who are they? I stand with God. <laughs> Folks, I'll tell you, that's a wonderful place to be, knowing that you're on God's side. And I know that's where that woman of faith come to be. She knew whatever happened, God was able. God was able. We go on down in verse 35. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. I imagine that's the way that old giant thought that day. He thought, That's a little lamb that I'm going to slaughter. But God, the great shepherd, said, No, you're not. This day, He said, You're going to meet your Maker. And David, the little shepherd boy, with God, took care of the business. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. With God all things are possible. I think about that Shulamite woman. I pray that God will direct our minds. You may be looking at circumstances again that nobody else knows about. God is able just remember that I don't know what you're looking at but I know this I know that God is able Have faith the faith of the Shunammite woman who said it will be well and it is well When one comes to this place God when God is able listen it quiets and steals the nerves it steals your heart Listen, God is in charge. God's in charge. So remember that, that as we close. I know we have just a few minutes left. I want you to think about this. All things are possible with God. I don't know what your giant is, but God does. You know, when I think about that Shulamite woman, I think, my goodness, that took faith. Knowing her little son was laying there, he had already gone. And she said, It shall be well. One way or the other, God was going to help her. Then I believe God spoke to her heart and she said, It is well. (laughs) Folks, I want you to know something. God is able. Again, I don't know what your giant is, but God does. Put it all in His hands. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a giant slayer. When it comes to big problems, I just assume to avoid them. I've always been like that. I didn't like confrontation. I, I never have liked it. And I try to avoid it at all costs. But there's times when those giants, they creep up at us anyhow. Regardless of your willingness to evade it, sometimes that giant takes over. He tries his best to get a hold of you. That's when you've got to say, listen, this day the Lord shall deliver thee into my hand. And you've got to know and trust that God is able and He will slay your giants because with God all things are possible. Let's all stand please. Today if you're here and you don't know the Lord's your Savior, I encourage you to trust Him. Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. To know that He is able to deliver thee out of Satan's grasp. God is able, my friend. He said, I sent my Son to die for you. And all those who come to me I will in no wise cast out. That's you today. If you're here and you're lost, I pray the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Come unto the Father today. He'll be your giant slayer. Almost gracious and divine heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne, we thank you for the day that you've given us, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you, dear God, for our Sunday school hour. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit's leadership and guidance. Father, now we pray that you bless in this house. We're praying for the saved, Lord, that you would encourage us. Let us lean upon Thee when those giants come around. Let us lean upon Thee for saving and trust. And Father, for that one that may be here and undone, maybe they don't know You as Savior, Lord, I pray that You save their souls this hour. Lord, I pray that You continue to add to the bodies You see fit. You've been gracious, and we thank You, Lord, for the carters. Pray Your blessings upon them. Father, as we leave this place in a little while and we go to our baptistry, Lord, I pray that you would open up the eyes of the blind even then. Cause our neighbors, dear God, to see a witness of salvation in action. In obedience unto thee, Lord, I pray that you'll bless in a great and mighty way, save souls and save lives. Father, forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And Amen. Have our song leader, our pianist to come.